Welcome to this episode of Hammering Down. I am your host, Kale Hodges. Hoping you're having a great one. Man, 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 man. What a match the Indy 11 versus the Birmingham Legion was. I have watched it now three times to see if I've missed some things. And just knowing what's to come, (laughs) it's a super exciting match. I highly recommend going back and watching it again because it was something. As you can tell by the screen or if you didn't watch the match, it was a 2-1 win towards the Legion, but you could technically call it a 3-0 because, unfortunately, Famuel Kavita scored an own goal at around the 75th minute. <laughs> and it was so unfortunate. The ball, he was on the ground, kind of, and the ball just landed square on his head and went in. Unfortunate for Trev as well, as I know he wanted to keep the clean sheet. But, you know, if anybody's going to score on you, you might as well make it a teammate. You know, that's the first time we scored three goals all season. So, hey, good for us. But, man, 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 what a match this was, y'all. I'm This match, I'm going to be doing a lot more tactics talk. Um, I think it's a really, uh, something really interesting happened in this match. But first, let's talk about the goals and let's talk about the match itself. I mean, who scored Legion's first ever goal? Prosper. Prosper. And who scored the first goal of the game? Prosper Kasim. Prosper Kasim. Y'all get the point. Um, Yeah, Prosper scored 50-something minute. Um, And I know it was a good goal. I mean, Johnny Dean once again just laid a perfect ball in for Prosper. He kind of faked a defender, moved over to his left, and took a shot. And it was a heck of a finish. He's had a lot of good chances during this match. He got into good spaces, and none of the shots were particularly good, but that's okay. I mean, it really is okay um, because it ended up being <laughs> all right. He ended up getting the first goal of the match, and it ended up being a very, very important one. Overall, I mean, Prosper, I was very impressed with his passing ability. Because while he did take some shots that I wasn't too happy with, he took five shots, only two of them ended up on target. One of them was really good, though. Um, his passing was really good. He had really good vision for the for this entire match. Someone else who had really good passing this match was Anderson Sudu. The two Ghanan players just really tore it up this match. I was really impressed with Anderson. He made his good defensive plays, um, but... Overall, I was really impressed with Anderson's ability in the offensive half. And the guy who got the assist for Prosper and the guy who scored the game winner in the 90th minute, you know, he's here, he's there, he's every freaking where, is Johnny Dean. What a guy. It was a great time for the first goal of the year. It was a shot that was deflected. Fell back to him and as calm as you like and ended up being man of the match. It was Johnny Dean. Outside of the assist and outside of his two shots on target and one finally going in, I was very impressed with the chances he created. And this has been something that's kind of been some interesting that's happened this year. And... I, I've been really upset with people who have been saying that Bruno Lapa is out of form. I think that's really wrong. Um, I just don't think that's true. 
Bruno does so much off the ball, and he does so much that leads to the assist and leads to the goal. Um, because, I mean, Johnny Dean has a lot of goals right now. Um, he has, or not a lot of goals, but he has created the most chances officially. He's created, I mean, the most assists, I think, on the team as well. And the reason is, is because Bruno or someone else sets him up for that final pass, right? And Johnny has been fantastic, don't get me wrong. He He's the one that does end up creating that final chance that ends up just scoring chances but the ball that gets laid off to him by Bruno I mean this time it was Anderson and it was Jaden Cervania who was laying the ball off to him there was a lot going on here that ended up making Johnny get into the right position so it was really impressive um but yeah I'm really not a fan of the whole Bruno's out of form he's just not getting the the counting stats, as I like to call them. He's not getting the goals and he's not getting the assists that he was a couple years ago, but he's doing just as much, if not more, off the ball or out of the 18, which I think is really important to note. But I do want to also... Okay, one last thing. I want to talk about the change in goal that was Trevor Spangenberg. I think Matt Van Okel was hurt, but I was really impressed with Trev. And as you guys know, he is a friend of the pod. He's been on twice now, and he's an absolute stud. I texted him after the game, told him, good game. You know, he made probably the save of the month. I mean, that shot, whenever he had to go to his rod, just got his palm on it and pushed it away. Just what a freaking save. But, um, yeah, I have – I was super impressed. I texted him, and I said, hey, man, good job. What a save. And he was like – Thanks, me and the boys are buzzing, you know, bring all three points home. And I really and obviously enjoyed that response, but it was so nice to watch him play and play well because, I mean, the goal that was scored on him wasn't really his fault. There was one time when Indy just rocketed a shot, or it was a header maybe, that went right off the crossbar. And that was really about it because he handled everything else very, very well during this match. And I was very impressed watching him, especially with this being his first appearance of the year. I was really afraid that he would be <clears throat> out of form just a little bit, but maybe not. Also, if you're wondering why I'm sit- sounding weird, I have a chair back at home um, in my normal recording space. Right now, I am sitting on a rollaway bed recording because this is the best option we got right now. <laughs> um, so... It is what it is, but I'm, I'm trying to make the best of it at the moment. So I think that's really about it when it comes to stats that I want to talk about. I was really impressed with JJ as well. If you look at Fob Mob, they're going to be very, very rude towards him per se, but I thought he did really well. And the thing, what I say off the ball J.J. is the epitome of an off-the-ball player. And I don't mean that he can't score, that he doesn't get assists. That's not what I mean. What I mean by off-the-ball player is that he causes so much distraction off the ball. He forces other teams to crunch down on him. They force them to go to him. Why? Because, I mean, he's just, he's so big. You cannot ignore him. You cannot ignore 
what's going on with J.J. Williams because if you ignore him, he has a free header at the back post. That's just what he does, and he gets into dangerous positions, and other teams open up space. And J.J. being in the middle of the box, and I think having the shot that deflected, I did not take the note on that, but I'm pretty sure he was the one that had the shot that the keeper saved, and that ended up going to Johnny. So, in a way, I mean, space assists aren't really a thing where you create space and that leads to opening for a goal. But I really wish it would be, and I want to talk to John and see if that's a thing that he could create. Uh, John being USL Tactics, which you should go follow. All right, let's talk about the tactics that I really want to discuss here, okay? And I was very impressed with... Yeah, I was really, really impressed with this uh, team. And I'm going to get the name wrong. I'm not going to... Thomas Van Kai... Van Kai Van Kai Zelly. Zelly. Thomas, dude. Someone please tell me how to pronounce your name. I feel so bad. I've listened to so many... I've listened to the broadcast from The Loyal, where he was playing before. I've listened to other broadcasts when they were back in Pittsburgh a couple years ago. And there's these pronunciations are so wildly different. I <laughs> Van K. Selly, I think is the way you're pronouncing it. Not Thomas. He can pronounce it however he wants. It's his name. But I think that's the right way. Anyway, if you look at Fop Mob, they have the formation wrong. We did play our 3-4-3. And Thomas, number 27, he started in the central center back position, which is called the Libro. Okay, now that's important. Um, the Libro, um, this comes from Italian, all that kind of stuff. And the Libro basically is a sweeper where he just kind of goes and he, he clears the ball. He does what he needs to do. He deals with immediate threats. But another thing he does is he has, the Libro has the ability to go and dribble up the pitch and try to break that first line of engagement. And if he can't, his job is to lay it off to usually a wing back, which is Johnny Dean or Ryan James. And this is really important because, I mean, Thomas has a lot of experience not just playing center back, but also a central midfielder. So he has the ball playing experience to do this and is comfortable playing the ball. But he didn't really play that position this match. Instead, at least from what I could see, Alex Cronali more or less played this position of the Libro. And I'm sure you might be wondering how mad that be. Now, I could be totally wrong here. I don't know what Coach Sohn's intentions were. Obviously, I can't just go up and ask him and be like, hey, man, what's your tactics? Because I do not want to, him to give definitive answers and then us screw up what we're planning to do. But this is just me speculating. Um, during the match, um, Thomas Van Kinselli, he started the match in that Libro position. And in a 3-4-3, the, the roles of the people not playing the Libro, the center, center back, is to receive the ball on a goal kick. So 
basically that would be in this match Fanuel Cavita or um, or Alex Cronulli. And that's really important. So anytime that we were had a what I want to call a stoppage in play or a set piece, and I want to consider a goal kick to be a set piece. What we did was we put Alex Cornelli out on the right-hand side or the right center back position because um, Trevor, goalkeeper uh, Spangenberg, that's his nickname now, I guess, Trevor, goalkeeper Spangenberg. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> um, and he would receive the ball and because the goal in a 3-4-3 is to read the read the defense where they were the lines of engagement and most of the time Indy did not press our back line so you lay the you play the ball to Alex you never play the ball center in a 343 three. well Alex would get the ball he would either push up or he would lay the ball off to Johnny Dean or go to the middle to Anderson Asidu okay so that makes sense, right? Or is everybody following? Um, during the run of play, and when I say run of play, I mean the pass is not coming from Trevor from a goal kick. Okay, when the ball was current was not parked in the box ready for a goal kick, Alex was playing the libero position, and Thomas was playing where Alex played. At least that was my observations. Why? I, I'll be honest, I'm not really sure. But Alex was eventually, basically acting like the final defender. And that's really the big other part of the Libro, is that he was there to... He plays as the sweeper, but he's also the last line of defense. And so what I think the plan here was is to have eventually if Thomas were to win the ball back from a goal kick or if for some reason he was the last resort and neither Alex nor Fanwell or anybody else on the pitch was open, you give the ball to Thomas and let him use the space and then lay the ball off to Anderson or to, in this match, Prosper or Mikey. Um, so as I think that was the goal and this became more and more obvious to me during the run of play because, uh, Alex would be playing that center Libro position. Uh, Thomas would get the ball out towards the right side or that center, right? He wasn't quite all the way over to the touchline, but he was kind of still playing center wise, if that makes sense. And they the ball would go to Thomas and then he would play it over to Alex and Alex would have tons of space to run forward. And I think, like I said, I think the goal is to have Alex be the last man defense um, during the run of play, but also to let him be the primary ball carrier up the pitch during stoppage. And I thought that was a really, really interesting use of the 343. Because most of the time in a Libro, whenever you have your Libro is you want it to be one guy, but we had two Libros during this match. And sometimes Fanwell would be playing center, he would be that last man back, but that's because 
Alex or Thomas, primarily Alex, pushed too far forward, and we were kind of left with a four-man back line with um, Ryan James, Johnny Dean, uh, Thomas Vankenselli, Van Kaselli. Uh, I feel so bad. I'm sorry, Thomas. I'm sorry I'm screwing up your name, man. Um, and um, Famuel Cavita, um, which I do not mind Alex pushing that far up. I thought it was really impressive um, seeing him get up there because like when we interviewed him, he really, how do I, I mean, when he, we interviewed him, he started playing soccer as a striker, and then he had a massive growth spurt, and he still has those ball skills, which is really impressive seeing this like 6'5 mammoth of a human just running at you. That's absolutely terrifying, very Peter Crouch-esque, <laughs> but I digress. I might try to explain this a little bit more on my Twitter of how this worked and maybe talk to uh, John or whatever because he about explaining this better because I know what I saw, but it's really hard. You guys can't see me because I'm obviously behind a mic and I'm not recording myself when it comes to like video, but like I'm moving my hands all these different places because I'm tracing where... Alex or where uh, Thomas would move and it was really it, it's really hard for me to <laughs> try to explain this because I'm such a visual learner but if um, maybe I can try to figure something out but some tells me is I'm not quite smart enough for that your boy does not have the most brain power on the planet but that's fine it's totally fine but uh, also this is this is the last thing that I have. I have some really cool things in the plans. Like I said, I'm waiting for after the Olympics are over. I have something really cool in the works. Can't explain why yet, but I'm very, very excited if it happens. And also have something pretty cool for the USL's supporters month. I have something that I think is really cool that I'm working on. Uh, I think you guys are really going to like it. Um, go to the USL Championships page and sign up to be one of their supporters of the month. I mean, I think it's a really cool thing that they're doing. So go do that. And yeah, that's about it for me. Um, thank you so, so much for listening. I know this came out a little bit later, but I wanted to go back and watch the match a few times just to make sure I was speaking correctly tactically um, and whatnot and make sure I didn't miss anything. But Again, thank y'all so, so much for listening, and until next time, guys, keep hammering on.